space, standing for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. Mark chapter 10. We're going to begin. Verse 28, then Peter, and Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the God, but he shall receive hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last and the last first. And by the help of the Holy Ghost I want to minister on this thought tonight. There is a reward there is a revival. Let's lift up our hands and our voices and let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Dear Father, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for this opportunity to come into your house, Lord, and the Lord. Dear God, and we stand here tonight, Lord, honored, dear Lord, to be called one of your own, dear Lord. I pray, oh God, that you would strengthen our hearts, strengthen our hands. Lord, help us, Lord, to endure, Lord. Every persecution, Lord, every trial, every temptation, Lord, as our eyes is fixed on the prize, oh Lord. Oh God, there is nothing greater than heaven in the night, Lord. Oh God, and we're striving, oh Lord, to make it in, Lord Jesus. Strengthen us, Lord, encourage us, lead and guide us and direct our path in the mighty name of tonight in the house of the Lord. We're talking about a reward. Uh, simply put, it is speaking of someone being repaid for a service. So, as we look here in the Word of God, the Word of God is filled with so many wonderful promises that that will enter into covenant with him, and that we enter into a relationship with him. God gives man promises that God will provide and that God will make a way and ultimately that God will repay that which they have endured, that which they have gone through. And even for that which they may have sacrificed. That the Bible says that there was one that fell amongst thieves. That those thieves stripped him and left that individual there for dead. And you had those that walked past that individual and saw the condition that he was in. And that no one 
had compassion on him enough to attend to his need. But the Bible says that the Samaritan came down and that the Samaritan saw him and that the Samaritan did something out of the norm. The Bible says he poured oil into those wounds. He bind them up. He put him on his, his whatever it is that he was riding. The Bible says he took him to an inn, to the innkeeper and paid a certain amount for him. And the Bible says that the man told the innkeeper, he said, listen, what to do or give above what I have left. He said, I will repay you when I return. And so he was telling that innkeeper, I'm, but if it exceeds what I have left, I will repay you. And so we have here in the Bible wonderful promises from the Almighty God that there is going to be a payday. There is going to be a repaying, amen. There is going to be a accounting of all of those, amen, that have held on to the Lord's unchanging hand, that have held on to his word and some God, amen, and staying in the will of God causes you to have to let go of some relationships, causes you to have to let go of some job opportunities, especially if those opportunities, amen, compromises your beliefs and your standards and things that we are supposed to upon, amen? There are some times that we're going to lose out on certain opportunities, amen? Because it is contrary to the word of God, amen? That is right. How many come to find out that I may have to miss out on some stuff here, amen? But most importantly, I don't want to miss out on heaven, amen? I don't want to miss out on hearing my name called in that roll call up of the faithful. I don't want to listen. I want to be a part. We used, they used to sing an old song, amen, when the saints, oh, how I want to be in that number. Well, friend, I got a made up mind. I want to be in that number, amen. When the roll call of the saints are called up, I want to be rolled on. And whatever I may lose out on this life, amen, I can't wait for the day where Jesus takes us out of here, amen. There will be no more heartache. There will be no more pain. There will be no more weeping and there will be no more mourning, amen, because my king is coming back to take me home. And so the background, let me talk about the background of what we we're dealing with here tonight because we read and we picked up at Peter's response. But the young rich ruler, we remember that account, amen? The young rich ruler comes to Jesus and he has an interest. And it is an interest in eternal life. And he comes to Jesus and he says, good master, Jesus has to stop him and let him know that why callest thou me good? That is good, and that is God. And some will say, well, if Jesus is God, what's the big fuss about? Jesus didn't want him to heap praises upon the flesh, amen, to be recognized, amen. But Jesus said it's not about this flesh, amen. This flesh is only here for one purpose, amen. 
And that's to go and pay the price of sin for lost humanity. And so he would allow that young rich ruler to heap praise upon the flesh. He kept the spotlight on the spirit. He kept the spotlight on the And Jesus said, listen, you know what the commandments say. And he went down those lists. And that young rich ruler, I'm sure, with his chest stuck out, very powerful. The Bible says Jesus looked upon him and that Jesus loved him. Amen. How many know that God is looking at us tonight? Amen. How many know his eye is on you? Amen. And his eye is on you because he loves you tonight. Amen. How many know and believe that you're loved? Amen. How many believe you're loved by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Loved by God. I don't have to settle for any cheap substitution. Can I tell you, we've come encounter with a love that cannot be compared, that no other than the Father. Amen. I'm talking about the love that he calls him to come down from his throne and robe himself in flesh. And he took that beating. Amen. And he took it like a champ. I said, amen. He didn't back down from it. He didn't cower away from it. But he had a made it up mind that I'm going to purchase your soul. Amen. I'm glad that I stand here tonight because of the sacrifice that was made. And I don't get tired of talking about it either. I don't get tired of hearing about it. Glorify him. I come to shout it from the rooftop that he is worthy. Everything that I have is worthy of it. And so that young rich ruler said, I've kept all of this. Jesus looked at him. He loved him. And he told him, one thing you lack. All of our require, everybody's requirements are not the same. Because you'll find out that we have different things. What I for, amen, I could be considered one of his followers, one of his owners, or qualify as one of his. What I had to give up and what I had to let go of, that's not the same for everybody. Some people, their roadblock is what they have. It's their money. It's their position in this life. Others it is family. So, and in worst cases, there are those to some kind of addiction that is destroying their health. Amen. And Jesus is saying, if you're going to receive eternal life, you're going to have to walk away from that. You're going to have to lay that down. And you're going to have to come to me. And you're going to have to trust in me. You're going to have to trust that I am what's best for you. You're going to have to trust that my word is true. You're going to have to trust in what I have established in the earth, amen, to save you. And to requirements was told to this young rich ruler. He said, go and sell all that you have. He said, and you come and you take up your cross. You will have eternal life. The Bible says that young rich way sorrowfully. He walked away sad, no doubt lip dragging the ground as he chose, amen, listen, he chose his stuff, amen, over the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
Can I tell you, that was all he got, amen? Because when his time was up on this earth, amen, he did not take one cent with him, amen. He did not take one robe with him. He did not take one transportation with him. That is all it done on his case. How many know, amen, that I'm not that money that I'm struggling for, that I'm fighting for to make up, that I will forfeit everything that take one bit of it with you and so with that understanding, I got to realize that Jesus is greater than any dollar amount. Jesus is greater than anything that I will ever drive. Jesus is greater than any house that I could ever live in. So what is a mansion? So what is on the hill? Can I remind you, it's going to burn with the fervent heat. And the only thing that is going to matter is whether I believe in the Lord. Whether I was born of the war, somebody got a made up mind tonight that everybody else can do whatever they want to do. They can sell out to whatever they want to sell out to. But as for me, I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm holding on to his word and to his plan. He walked away sorrowfully. Asked him a question. the question he asked as he looked upon them he said how hardly and they he asked the question the bible says that they were astonished at his saying but Jesus answered them again he saith unto them children how hard is it for them that trust and riches to enter into the kingdom of God. Can I tell you something? It's a hard thing for people that trust in. It is hard for them to take their trust out of that stuff and put it into a God, amen, that you can't see with your eyes, a God that you can't touch with your hand. And trust in his word, what his word says. You're not to walk by sight, but you're to walk by faith. It's hard for people that trust in stuff, amen, to do that. It's hard for people that trust in human relationships to do that, amen. It's a hub in a way that the almighty God requires of them to live, amen. How many know it's a sacrificial way, amen. It's one that says, I'm not, it's not about me, amen. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But you know those that is very well all about them, amen. Because they will never time, they won't give their energy, they won't give their substance, they will never invest in the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, this is the greatest investment, amen. I'm not doing it for nothing, amen. It's amounting to something you hear, you may not can see it right now, you may not can touch it right now, but friend, I'm telling you, there's gonna come a day when the trumpet's gonna Town, there is going to be a shout of the archangel. And friend, can I tell you, those that have died and that are here, that are remain, we will be called up to meet him. Can I tell you, friend, 
We got something to work towards, amen. We got something to strive for. There that day, you hear me? I'm awaiting that time, amen. Jesus is on his way back, and I want to go with him. I want to be resurrection ready. I want to be prepared. There's a day coming. You'll find out that you have to be able to see farther than here. You have to be persuaded by that. That's what caused Moses of Egypt. But the Bible says that when Moses came of years, see, that in, that, in order for you to see the value in this, there's got to be some maturity. It's got to be some growing up. I can't, I shouldn't be acting the way that I was acting when I was 16. I should still be immature. I should still be selling out, amen, for cheap things, amen. I'm, I should be unrecognized by now, amen. It ain't worth it, amen. It's just a lie, amen. It's not a, I will not be deceived again, amen. You deceived me, amen, in my younger years, amen. But I got a little years about me, amen. I got some experience about me, amen. And I know it's a lie from hell. I know it's a lie from the devil. I recognize that God is greater. God is better. The Holy Ghost is real. The word of God, I would give myself to it. It works. The Bible says, Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. That's a huge difference between the young rich ruler that would not let go of his stuff and follow Jesus. Peter's piping up and saying, left, listen, and I'm going to tell you something. They didn't just leave anything. They left family. They left family businesses. Come on. This comes walking by. You know, in those days, they was getting over, amen? We know the IRS gets over, period, amen? But in those days, they were really getting over. And Jesus walks by your table and says, come and follow your stuff. And you follow him. Family business. Fishing. In the business with your father comes and says, follow me. And they don't hesitate to follow him. And so Peter said, we've left all. We've left it all. And here's where people misunderstand Jesus, amen, in this whole sacrificing thing, amen. Well, it's me walking away and I ain't going to have nothing. Y'all make it appear like Jesus wants us to be broke and disgusted. And I'm just not supposed to try to do anything. Jesus, how many knows that he doesn't want us to be without. Amen? Especially if we're proclaiming that he is our God and that we serve him. Listen to what the Lord's response to, them, to Peter was. 
And Jesus answered and said that have left, listen, house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children. Listen to what he says. He shall receive. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. So in this earthly realm, listen to what Jesus said, you will receive, amen, if you neglect it all. And for the gospel's sake, amen, that is to, to declare the gospel, amen, to preach this gospel, amen, to proclaim that there's or tell somebody about it. You still got a made up mind that you're not ashamed of, of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Can I tell you, I cannot be ashamed of that which broke shackles off of my life, amen, and pulled me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay. You better believe I'm a lost and let it be known that the gospel is able to transform your life for the good. You better believe I'm a perk up and I'm gonna you gotta go down in the name of Jesus and you gotta receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that changed my life that turned my life around and I don't get tired of talking about it. I don't get bored with hearing it, amen. It's for message. You ain't got to know where I was. I know where I was. No matter if you don't believe me or not, I my life. And I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to settle for such things, amen. The gospel works, amen. The one true gospel works, amen. There is no other gospel, amen. I'm sorry, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart is not the gospel message. I'm sorry, signing a card is nowhere is it. Shaking a hand, rubbing shoulders with the high rollers of this world is not in the gospel. Friend, you gotta repent. Friend, you gotta go down in the... So... He's talking about those that have left all for his sake and the gospel's sake. And the Bible tells us that he said in this time, you'll receive houses. You're going to receive spiritual brethren. You're going to receive spiritual sisters, mothers. Even spiritual children. You're going to receive land. Listen to that. It's a whole lot better when Jesus gives it to you. You know what that means when Jesus gives it to you? Ain't nobody going to take it away. And they can't do nothing about it. Now listen, you can do it yourself, amen. And there ain't no 
no guarantee you're going to have it. Amen. No wonder Jesus said, hold on to your life, you're going to lose it, amen. But if you lose your life, you're going to keep it. What does that mean? If I lose it in this world, amen, if I claim in the name of Jesus, when people find out that you serve Jesus, everybody ain't going to want to hire you. Everybody ain't going to want to be your friend. But so be it, amen, because I know there's going to be a payday. I know there is a reward in serving the Lord. There is a reward of standing on this message. And nobody ain't going to want to be around you. You dressing holy convicts them. Now don't be like one of those people, amen. And else, can I preach that? That's all right. Can I say that? Because the devil will cause people to fall into a state of hypocrisy. But I don't want to be a hypocrite, amen. I want to be the real deal, amen. I want to be a child of God, amen. I want to walk in holiness and righteousness. And sometimes, I don't some stuff. So everybody don't want the holy roller around. Everybody don't want that Jesus and their lifestyle. So be it. I'm just trying to do what God says, amen. Just trying to live how God says. Don't you know the Bible says that Noah by him building that ark? The Bible says his motive was to save him and his family, but in doing it, he condemned the world. That wasn't his motive, amen. There's a condemnation that comes on the world to seize an individual that is simply trying to do what God's word says and live for God and serve God. It condemns them. That's why they try to get you, amen, try to drag you out to different places, amen, try to drag you out to dinner, amen, where they're going to be smoking and drinking and doing everything else. God knows under the sun. God knows what they're going to be talking about, amen. But you know what, devil, I see you for what you are, amen. You're trying to kill, amen, by trying to get rid of my testimony so you can feel better about yourself. But can I tell you, friend, God called me to the light, and I want to stay in the light. God called me out, has called me to be. Because when you lose that testimony, let me tell you how you lose it. You will never be able to tell your the people on your job about God the moment you start laughing at the dirty jokes that they're telling. You'll never be able to tell your family about Jesus and the gospel, amen, when you're on family vacation and you're dressing the way that they're dressing. You have destroyed that testimony because, and the chances are, I probably shouldn't have been with them in the first place. Just put, there is nothing you can tell them any longer. Nothing. Because you know what they're going to (laughs) do? Well, why were you drinking with us? Why were you, why were you carousing with us? Why were you wearing the same thing? Now you want to tell us about Jesus? That's okay. The devil don't want you to know that kind of stuff. But Jesus said, there's a reward, amen, in you letting as well as persecution. 
And in the world to come, listen, here's the best part. In the world to come, eternal life. Now, listen, yes, we rejoice over hearing that God's going to bless us down here. But how many know it's not all about down here? How many know there's a world to come? Amen. There is, and it is forever. It is never ending. It will not end. There is no time there, friend. And can I tell you tonight, if there's anything that I should be talking to my children about, amen, remind them of heaven, amen, remind them that there is a reward, amen, for your sacrifice, amen, there is a reward for living holy, amen, in the midst of a, there's a reward, amen, you know why I don't throw, ju- throw gold on them, you know why, because I know heaven is paved with that stuff, amen, you know what, we gonna walk on that stuff, Amen. Walls of Jasper, Crystal Sea. Amen. Can I tell you, friend, heaven is so beautiful and I want to go. Amen. Anybody want to go with me? Anybody got a made up mind? Whatever. I got to let go and miss out, miss out on down here. I want to make heaven. I want to make heaven. I just want to go. I want to go. But listen. It's not going to come without paying a price. Let's look at what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 5. And let's begin at verse Let's begin at verse 8. Matthew chapter 5. Let's begin at verse 8. It says, Blessed are, for they shall be called the children of God. Listen to that. Understand what he said. He said the peacemakers are going to be called the children of God. Not those that stir up trouble, amen. Not people that keep stuff going on, amen. You know what I want to be? I want to be a peacemaker, amen. I don't want to keep drama going, amen. I don't want to keep the offense there, amen. I want to remove. can't be a child of God, amen, full of drama and gossip. Listen, backbiting, sowing seeds of discord amongst brethren. For righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. Listen, for my sake. Listen to what he tells us. Rejoice! You think that you are supposed to rejoice about such things? About people persecuting you? But Jesus said to rejoice in that. You know why? Reputed they the prophets which were before you. Listen to this. God is saying, Jesus is saying, listen, you're in good company. They persecuted the prophets. Listen, they stoned them, amen. (laughs) Killed them. Jezebel did her best to kill them all, amen. In her day, killed them, persecuted them. Jesus said, when they falsely accuse you, when they tell lies on you, when they speak things about 
don't start throwing blows. You know what he said? He said, start rejoicing. Start dancing. Amen. Run an aisle about it. Amen. Come to church and run an aisle. Amen. Come to church and lift up your hands about it. Amen. You know why? He said, because great is your reward in heaven. All that means, amen, when people are talking about me and lying on me and slandering my name, that's just making that reward that much greater, amen, that is in heaven. You know what? I rejoice tonight, amen, because I recognize there is a reward with my name on it, amen, and it's great tonight. First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 2. Sometimes I have a problem reading my own handwriting. It's always been that way. First Timothy chapter 2. And I'm sorry. See, I told you. Second Timothy chapter 2. I told you. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 2. He says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, we also will, he also will deny us. Now listen to that, friend. Listen. What Timothy, what Paul is telling young Timothy, amen, we're going to reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. That kind of reminds us of what Jesus said, amen? What does it mean to be ashamed of Jesus? That means that you won't stand up for Jesus, amen? Or you won't stand with Jesus. Listen, you won't stand against what he stands against, amen? And how many know there are some things that Jesus are just against, amen? That he he's not cool with it. It's not all right with against it, amen? And we know what it is, amen, because the scripture clearly tells us. But he said, listen, if you are ashamed of me, if you're ashamed for people to know the church service, amen, and I'm ashamed to lift up my hands, I'm ashamed to lift up my voice, I'm ashamed to praise God the way that the Bible tells me to praise, amen. When I'm on the job, amen, I'm ashamed to stand out for the Lord, amen. Jesus said that I will be ashamed of you, amen. And the Father, friend, I need Jesus speaking up on my behalf, amen. I need Jesus declaring that I am one of his, that he knows me, but in order for him, but I'm not backing down, I'm not turning my back on Jesus, I will not be ashamed to declare his great name. We will suffer. We don't like to hear that. Don't like to think about that. We want everything to be cushy. One of that stretches us, amen, and forces us to grow. Listen, to grow up, to mature, to develop, amen. You know, God, and make us develop and mature, amen. So be it, amen. If I'm learning how to pray, so be it. Good for me. Amen. If I'm learning how to finally read that Bible, amen, so be it, God. Whatever it takes to get me to where you want me to be. 
Hebrews chapter 11 and again at verse 24. Refer to this. Let's read it. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of man in hanging in with the people of God. Amen. There is a reward in suffering affliction. Amen. In going through it. Listen to what it says. The Bible says he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Amen. He, uh, he, listen, he said that me going through it for the almighty God. Amen. He said it's greater riches than the treasures that is in Egypt. Can I tell you, friend, you talk about being motivated. You talk about God and what he has are greater than what's down here. Amen. And that I recognize that it won't always be like this. There will be a day where God will take me out of this wicked world and there is a reward with my name on it, friend. You gotta see that reward right now, amen. I know the trying to block your vision, amen, where you can't see what is waiting on you, where you have a made up mind that I'm gonna hold on to God, but you gotta do your business where we won't need light, amen. The lamb is gonna be the light. You gotta see that. Off in the distance, and you got to be persuaded by it. All right. We got plenty of time. You said it now. You ain't got to work tomorrow. Sounds like you're the only one. <laughs> I ain't hear no amens <laughs> from nobody else. <laughs> Somebody said, speak for yourself. <laughs> but amen, beginning at verse 1. Galatians chapter 20, and let's begin at verse 1. And I saw an angel come, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, coming to the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years should be suffered. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not, not worshipped in their hands. And they lived and reign with Christ a thousand years. And so you talk about a reward to them, amen. 
We understand the persecution that they went through. I don't think it gets any worse than being beheaded, amen, for the word, for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. They did not worship, amen, the beast, amen, nor receive his mark. Understand that there is a time coming, amen, and you got to condition yourself for that. Lord, how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Because God knows we're going to have to learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We're going to have to have a prayer life. Amen. They're going to take the Bibles out of our hands. So you got to have that word in your heart. Amen. Where you can encourage yourself. Somebody got to have a made up mind. In order for me to reject what they're going to be on. I got to have a made up mind. Whatever it takes. Amen. I'm standing on God's word. And if it causes me my life, so be it. To live as Christ. And how you somebody got to have a made up mind. You got to have a made up mind. Because it's going to get bad. The heat's going to get turned up. Now I know people got different views about this. Some saying, some think, well, you know, the church ain't going to have to go through all of that. Well, you know what? Some things I don't know everything concerning the word of God. I'm going to just say be ready, amen. Be prepared, amen. Have a prayer life, amen. Have the word of God in your heart, amen. Stand on the word of the Lord. Stand for Jesus. Lord, if you don't, praise God. Praise God. Psalms, chapter 19. And this, we're going to start at verse 1. We got a little bit here, but it's all good. Psalms 19, and let's begin at verse verse 1. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. And rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from from the heat thereof. Listen, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Man, I'm so glad the day that God word dealt with this simple heart of mine. Amen. My ignorant self, amen. A lot of stuff, amen. But I'm going to tell you, the word of God will wise you up to some things, amen. The word of God will help you to get hip to some things and realize that the enemy is a liar. The commandment of the Lord is pure and lighting the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. All together. More to be desired are they. All of those things we just talked about. Are they. Then listen. Then gold. Yea. Then much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey. 
in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. Listen, God's word will warn you of some stuff. Listen to this. And in keeping them, listen, there is great reward. And so there is a benefit, amen, in keeping God's word, in holding on to God's word. There is a reward. You'll find out the wicked will say, does it profit us, amen, to serve the Lord, amen. You read it in Job. That was the question, amen. What does it profit us to serve the Lord? My life, it will profit me a whole lot, amen, to grab a hold of what the Lord is giving out and have a made-up mind that I will walk in it, that I will obey it, and that I will do my best to speak of it often, amen. Anybody got a made-up mind, I want this reward in my life, what God says I can have. What does it profit me to read the Bible? A whole lot. A whole lot. God's word, listen, when I start reading it, it'll change me. It'll change how I think. It'll change this old heart of mine. Listen, it'll keep me from saying, just saying some stuff, amen. But I'll say it and I'll actually mean it. I'll actually do it this time. God, this is it, Lord. I'm not doing that again. Just to do it again. Just to go down the same path, the same direction. But I'm going to tell you what will help me to actually stop doing it and to obey God's word is to get in God's word and let it fill my heart. Let it begin to change me, change the way I think. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Some things. It helped me to stop doing some stuff. Psalms chapter 58. And at verse 1. Let's begin at verse 10. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth for those that will live upright. Listen, I didn't say perfect people. Because guess what? There are none. We're not perfect, amen, just because we're trying to do God's will and we're trying our best, amen. The reason why we are trying to serve the Lord because we know we're imperfect people. But there's something about not wanting to. There's something about not wanting to travel down the same old dead-end road. There's something about wanting a difference, in wanting a change, wanting a different, in hopes of a different outcome. And they call that insanity, amen, because you're doing the same old thing and you're thinking that it's going to be different than 
that which was before. But in order for me to have a different outcome, I got to do something different. Amen. I got to do something I know. And I couldn't keep making the same old foolish decisions and hoping that things was going to be held together in my life. I found out that the only thing that could hold things together. And so there is a reward for righteous living. Isaiah chapter 62. And let's, let's, one verse, verse 11. Isaiah 62, 11. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, and his work before him. Can I tell you that? The salvation of the Lord, amen, is coming. And his reward, amen, is going to be with him. And I said that was the last verse, but I'm lying. I, 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 forgive me for lying. I got one more verse. Revel- Let us stand tonight. Thank you. <coughs> verse 11. That's it. 11, 12. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Verse. And behold, I come quickly. and My reward is with me. To give every man according. He's coming. And the Bible tells us about the individual that the Lord of the house, amen, his Lord left him over things. Left him with a job to do. And the scripture tells us, blessed is the man that when his Lord comes, sees him doing exactly what he left for him to do. Can I tell you, friend, when Jesus comes back, I don't want him him to find me. I want him to find me doing exactly what he called me to do. I want him to find me in his house, amen, rejoicing and having a good time, amen, in the Lord. I want him to find me somewhere praying, amen, and calling on his name. I want him to find me, Lord, in his word, reading. I haven't left me, listen, entrusted some things into my hands and find out that I've buried it in the earth, amen? You know, that's what a lot of people are doing, amen? They're in this world. And God's not happy about it. He's not happy about it. I want this reward that he's talking about, Amen? I want that. He told those disciples as they begin to proclaim that, Lord, we've let all. We've left fathers. We've left mothers. We've left businesses. God, we've lost out on a lot of opportunities in following. We've lost out in a lot. 
So they think. But he had to remind them, all of that stuff that you walked away from, I can give you back that stuff triple times, hundredfold. I can give it back to you. I'll give you mothers, fathers. I'll give you brothers and sisters. I'll even throw some land in. And what he's saying is, for the gospel, God is saying, I'm going to repay you in this world. That's why if I'm doing God's will and if I'm in his will, I ain't got to worry about if I'm going to have. He's promising me he's going to take foot. He's promising me a house to live in. He's promising me a car to drive. He's promising me a job to have. For my name's sake, to hold on to my name and to proclaim my gospel, I got you. I got your back. Don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it. Don't even question it. I got you covered. But the most important thing that where we're trying to get he said, I ain't just got you here. I got you in the next life to come. I got you. I'm going to ensure that you make it there. Your name is written down there. I'm going to tell you something. There is a reward with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. There is a reward, amen, in not living filthy and not doing what everybody else is doing. There is a reward in righteous and holy living. There is a reward. Listen, there is not a reward in being the hypocrite. Not a reward in pretending. Because you can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool the one that is most important. And that is the king of kings it all. And I cannot get anything past him. But here's the reason. Here's the thing about it. Why would I pretend? Why can't I give him my all? Why can't I just give him my all knowing that God, listen, I don't have to compromise in hopes of getting a job. I don't have to compromise making money. I don't have to compromise in climbing a success ladder. I wish I had some amens in the house this tonight. Do I got some amens? Anybody figure that out? Got you covered. There's a reward here. There's a reward in the life to come. And I'm motivated. I'm persuaded tonight to hold on. Hold on. Keep sacrificing. Keep crucifying that flesh. Keep praying. Keep reading the word. Keep coming to church, amen. On being in the house of the Lord, amen. Keep doing it because there is a reward. And it is great. It is ask the Lord to help us, dear God. Whatever you're requiring of us, Lord. Whatever you're calling us to do, Lord. We're willing, Jesus. We know that it's for not, Lord. We know that we're not just doing it for just to do it, Lord. We know that there's going to be a repay. Of it all, dear God. I'll be 
We know that there's war, dear God. I'm going to a city somewhere. Oh, Lord, we want to make it to that city, Lord. That city that's paved with gold. The Lamb is the light. We love you, Jesus. We magnify your holy name. The trumpet's gonna sound. Oh, 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 o